the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, under quarantine, socially distanced. Today, not in the studio, but in your hearts, John Sandy is here. Hey there. Justine is here. Hi. Jake is here. Why, hello there. Patrick's here. You're supposed to say in your ears. And someone's eating. So if you love ASMR videos, you're going to love someone snacking. Asthma. I can hear it. I hear. Not me. I hear. And, Not me. Oh, no? Nope. Not I. I hear and obey. What is that from? I hear and obey. I don't know. It's from an old horror movie. I hear some clicking. Oh, yeah, what, what was that? Oh, uh, I hear I and hear and obey. It's hmm. got. It's got to be like to Gilligan's Island or something. You want me to look it up? Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's got to be Gilligan's Island or something like. Someone gets hypnotized. Hypnotized by Vito Scotti. I hit mo, not hip no. Hip mo. It's from a. It's, it's from a video game. No. Uh, no. If John and I remember no. it, it's not from a video game. No. It's um, Three Stooges, maybe? I hear and obey. Yeah, yeah. What is no, that? No, you're right. It's Gilgan's Island, probably. Gilgan's Island with Vito Scotty playing the doctor, the mad doctor. Maybe. I hear and obey. Hold on. Feels you good. Me. In here. I got it. I got it. I got it. Shut up. Whoa. Wow. Rude. Star Trek The Return of the Archrons, episode twenty one, season one. Oh. Now how did you how did you figure that out? Did you shazam it? <laughs> I, I Googled it. Uh I hear and obey, you could Google that? Yeah. Yeah, John. Don't I you, hear and obey. John, how do you not John, use I think it, John, you gotta get on that Google. You just tell Google anything, it'll find it. I Google, but I don't like I Google, but I don't like put in a phrase and see what it throws. Watch me. this. Watch this. Check this out, John. Uh, well, originally pa- he said it was for Warcraft. Uh, Patrick, uh, ask Google to look up Google Gobble One of Us. Google, <laughs> Go- Google Gobble One of Us. One of Us. And it's going to kick back freaks. No, wait, John. Um, Let yourself be amazed. I keep turning off my volume, so. What does it say? It's Google Gobbles, one of us. We accept her. Yeah. From what? It, what is it from? See, Jones? It's from uh, the brown, uh, two Browning Freaks. Todd Browning, Browning Freaks. Freaks. That's it. There you go, John. See, you just type in one phrases. Huh? You've been missing out. One and, of us. And you have Google right there on your phone. You have Google right there on your phone. And then you get the, you know what? <laughs> South Park one. You know, Mario, we should open an episode with that. Google gobble, one of us. One of us. Google gobble. We accept you. Yep. We accept you, one of us. Whenever we get a new listener, we do that. That's our new listener ritual. So if you're a new listener, reach out so we can do that for you. Google gobble, one of us. Um, guys, it's time for um, a little segment uh, we like to call, What Have You Been Up To? During the quarantine. Patrick, what have you been up to during the quarantine? 
Um, I've been working, and I got a sweet new crazy collector's edition Lego set for a Star Wars A-Wing Starfighter, which is crazy big and awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and I've been playing some video games with Jake, yep. which has been fun. What are, you, what are you guys playing over there? What, 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 what are you guys playing? You guys are playing games together? What, what you got? What's going on over there? We started today Amazon's brand new release, a game called Crucible. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's made by Amazon, so everything's shitty and costs money. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's not bad. It's what, do you pl- what platform is that on? Uh, we're playing on PC right now. A lot of us are moving to PC just for convenience of being able to talk to the all everybody at the same time. So yeah. A lot of the guys we play on PlayStation with are actually meeting up on PC now too, just cause it's more convenient. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's fun. It's cute. Mm-hmm. You hear the dog in the background? Mm-hmm. Jake, what are you up to? Okay. You're raising a little kitten over there. You have a little family now. Oh my God. What's going on over there with you that kitten? kitten? Uh, I have a kitten. Oh, John, you've got to see this thing. There's snaps, Snapchats, Instagrams. There's uh, Messenger stories. There's uh, Facebook. Oh, my gosh. This cat is just adorable. She's adorable. Pretty, she's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it a rescue? Uh, it was a rescue. Um, it was uh, one of Sandy's parents' friends. Um, was stopping by to pick up uh, masks because Sandy's mom makes a bunch of masks and was giving them out to people and selling them for other people. And she picked it up and she asked if she could bring her little kitten that she found. And it took us it took me all of five seconds to hold the cat. I'm like, yep, I'm keeping her. Yep, <laughs> that's cool. I've, I've wanted that's a cat cute. for years, so they're great pets if you her. don't like sleeping. If you don't like sleeping, what's your name? What, what's the cat's name? Cat's name's Mila. Mila, mm-hmm. as in Mila Kunis. Yes. Ah, yeah. That's a person. Yeah. I used to have a cat that would sleep on my hip, and every time you'd roll over, she'd move to the other hip. That's hilarious. <sighs> it was painful. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, Gohan. She was named Rice. Wow. Cool. Yeah, Jake. What are you? Yeah, so you're up to you being a cat dad, and you're just having adventures up there, right? What? Sandy's still working. What Sandy's still doing? going to school, right? Uh, no, she just finished. Uh, she actually, uh, we were celebrating today. Uh, we're having drinks because so she got a four point oh. Nice, Sandy. Nice. Congratulations yeah. to our sometimes uh, our, our unofficial. We can't make her part of the cast because she'll throw off our our movie counts. She does. So, so she's our permanent know. special yeah, guest star. Um, mm-hmm. and so she, yeah, good for her. Congratulations, Sandy. That's awesome. That's awesome. 4.0, getting a master's degree in some sort of engineering. I forgot what, uh, structural, what, structural. structural engineering. That's right. That's right. Um, by the way, That's while I'm thinking about it, shout out to, uh, my main man, Hidish Patel, his son, Arjun just graduated from Baylor university with a degree in mechanical engineering oh. this week. So congratulations to Arjun nice. Patel, man. Man, he's it's just he that went by so fast. That went by so Holy fast. Holy cow. Yeah. He just graduated from Baylor. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations to my niece. My I niece remember, Cameron just graduated I from Cal when State he LA. Came the show. Yeah, he was a little kid. No, that might have been Nikhil. Yeah, he was like twelve. That was Nikhil, maybe. That was oh, Nikhil. That's maybe. his little brother. That's Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. <laughs> no, he had two kids. Shout out to Nick Patel. Uh, yeah, he's Isabella's age, so he'll be going. He's a year behind Isabella. I think. I think he's starting. 
He's either starting his freshman year or his sophomore year. I can't I can't remember if he's a year or two behind. Uh, my oh. niece graduated. A lot of graduates in the family. Awesome. Shout out to all the graduates uh, there. Uh, Kyle Dodson, friend of the show, put a he, his his Twitter his tweet got retweeted a lot. It blew up over Twitter. He said, "Graduates, if you're if you feel like you're missing out, put on a shower curtain, sit in the sun for three hours, and have somebody read to you out of a phone book." And uh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds yeah. about right. I've been on the other right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justine, are you? What are you doing during the quarantine? I know you're, you and Patrick are working, but is there, is life good otherwise? Are you having fun? Are you taking care of yourself? I am watching Insecure's new season mm-hmm. and Betty. Mm-hmm. And Patrick bought me skates that don't come till August. I'm excited. Good. For that. good. What kind of skates? Um, roller skates. They're moxie. Nice. Fancy. Mm-hmm. They're mint, and they have pink, hot pink laces. I'm so excited. Wow. I'm going to buy knee pads for it. I'm going to be rolling up everywhere. You're going to... Um, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's that's very 70s of you. You're going to be skating backwards. She's going to yeah. join a roller derby. Uh, um, all my friends oh my have some, so I'm going to be part of their skate group. Fr- friend of the show, Tawny, has a sister. Her sister, Farron, has actually been on the show. And Farron, uh, over the last, before everything went down, she was, like, really getting good at roller skating. And she was posting videos on Instagram of, like, her progress. She was getting out there every oh, day cool. and, like, practicing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I kind of miss those videos. Nice. Yeah. So get out there and roller skate backwards. Just throw on some, when I hear music, it makes me dance. And you go backwards, like Ladies' Choice at Skateland. No, you got to play They See Me Rolling. Oh, yeah. Skating. They see me rolling. <laughs> and they are hating me. Dirty. Yep, that's Yay. it. Or join the roller derby. Yeah. Be one of the fabulous yeah, Thunderbirds. Is John, there still a roller derby? I think there is. It came back a few years ago with a vengeance, and then kind of died yeah, out again. Roller derbies all over the place. Oh. John, what do you? So do? I got oh. skates, oh, and then we almost. Short um, I deleted. Christina. I deleted Instagram because I hated that I kept looking at it, and I tried to stop looking at it for a day, and my finger just goes straight to that app. So I deleted it to stop myself. Mm-hmm. Um, what was wrong with Instagram that you felt that you couldn't look at it anymore? Was it they just with the ads and like the things I was seeing? I was like I was constantly buying things because I would see it. <laughs> people people tag it right, so then I go to that page, and then all of a sudden I'm like shopping. So I have oh. a lot of carts that I put things in. Like I put all my shopping stuff into the cart. I just don't pay for it. I'll tell you what, Instagram is way better at Facebook than Target marketing. Um, there, yeah. there are things I see on, on Facebook or on Instagram all the time that I will tag my friends in. Cause I'm like, this is perfect for somebody. They are really, yeah. they, you're right. They are really good at that. But and uh, I don't like that. I do that, that I'm like, I have so many open web pages of different things in carts yes. that I don't, and I'm not paying for it. Cause I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? So I just took away the temptation by getting rid of good it. Good for you. Good for you. That's really, that, first of all, that that takes some inner strength that uh, I don't have, but uh, no, this is just keto all over again. Good for you. Man. Well, no, I don't think I'm. I don't know if I'll download it back. Um, well, we miss seeing you on there. I started running. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. I ran up a hill and I can't. Like, who does that? 
And then I started well, breathing through my mouth because I was running through the hill and I couldn't stand it. And I needed more air. So my throat started to hurt from breathing through my mouth. It was bad. Then you thought you had the COVID because you were your throat hurt? No, she basically ran on like one of the hottest days when there was a whole bunch of pollen in the air and just kicked up her allergies. Oh, good. It was just a bad choice. Well, I was like on the side, just like, <gasps> like dying. Yeah. That sounds great. That makes me want to get out and exercise. You don't run up a hill when you're first starting out. To no, run again. no, no, no. You run down a hill maybe and then call an Uber to take you back up. Well, I was running on a flat surface and I was like, oh my God, this is easy. Yeah. So I turned out of my block and decided to go. Um, our hill is like pretty steep incline and oh, I just yeah. went for it. Yeah, you live up in the hills. And those yeah. hills, mountains steep. Those hills, by the way, are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> so I don't know if you've been up to where Patrick and Justine. We saw a helicopter land in the park up the hill today. Wow. Did what? I've never seen that, ever. Let me ask you a question. California fire helicopter. Were they waiting for a cash drop? Because I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. And you'll see that a lot. They're waiting for a cash drop. Oh, shit, it's happening. (laughs) I would have been like, watch out. They see us. Uh, John Sandy. How's it going over there in the quarantine? You had your aunt's birthday today. Happy birthday to your aunt. Yeah. You had a socially distanced birthday party. uh yeah, it was Redondo Beach, so it was kind of nice to drive somewhere. Don't think I've been out of Whittier in the last two months. So. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, traffic on the freeways is like there's nothing going on. It's just like uh, bumper to bumper, I, just like it was like, I think yeah. it's just all over. The stay-at-home stuff is all over because it yep, was bumper to bumper getting normal. out. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was nice, really nice day. Uh, at least down, down there, it was just really super clear and yeah. Nice breeze blowing, so it was it was cool. John, is Redondo mentioned in Surfing USA? Yes. Is it? Yeah. And I, I lived in Redondo Beach until I was uh, like in first grade. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's when we moved to Wood. That's when we moved to Woodier. All over so. Redondo? Is that what they say? Hawaiiania Bay, or is that uh, no? That's not yeah, it's somewhere in there. It's it's definitely in there. Uh. Patrick, but, um, Google the yeah, lyrics to surfing. You- listening, so it says Pacific Palisades, San Onofre, Sunset, Redondo Beach, LA. Redondo Beach, LA, LA. That's right. And that's all over La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Hawaiiania Bay. Yep. So the Beach Boys lived in Hawthorne, which is not far from Redondo. Yeah. And years ago, years ago, my aunt drove me past that. There was a Tasty Freeze, which is what he's writing about. Uh, in fun, fun, fun. Oh, going down to the hamburger stand. Oh, she right. goes. Well, there it is. There's the hamburger stand he's writing about in that song. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Uh, for those of you uh, playing along at home, redondo means round in Spanish. Round beach. Ah, round. Round. Round beach. Yeah, round beach. It's the the round that makes beach. Sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 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 I've done absolutely nothing, guys. I've been playing a lot. We played a lot of board games this weekend. And I got a, That's cool. We finally got a game of Rebellion in, and I got my ass whooped by the Empire in the form of my wife. Could not get the Sounds dice. About right. Could not get the dice to land, guys. Could not get the dice to land. So uh, could, not form, could not form any of those uh, all-important alliances to get rebel manufacturing off the ground. So when the rebel base was exposed, we were woefully undefended. They didn't even need to break out the Death Star. They just did it with their ground troops. 
You mean you couldn't form enough alliances that way when you were at your darkest, deepest moment where no one was showing up, they would all show up? Exactly. And then when you find out... Like that, that one movie? That somebody's dead grandpa, who's been dead for three movies and you hadn't heard of, when he shows up again, all of a sudden you have this fleet, you know, just be and ready. And then the person you watch the movie with goes, who would bang him? Yes! It's good! Good! <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of us. We're, we're we're about about you know he's a Sith Lord, right? Yes. And he can manipulate people. Yeah, Obi Wan okay. is not gone by the name of Obi Wan since long before. That's not the way they portrayed the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you have Han Solo coming back in flashbacks, who isn't a Force ghost? You've lost your way, guys. You've lost your way. He. Nice. He is a force ghost, but he's not a force ghost. He's a drug-induced hallucination. Nice try. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll tell you what. This is reverse Crystal Skull, where yep. <laughs> uh, Rise of Skywalker made me want to write off the whole Disney trilogy. And I really liked it. <laughs> and I was one of the few people that liked Last Jedi. I really liked that movie. Oh, that was great. Some people have said that if you just look at it as the two movies, it's a complete trilogy. Like... Uh, Force Awakens and then Last Jedi yeah. is basically a complete trilogy. It basically yeah, completes. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. My issue is the Rise of Skywalker. Visually, is beautiful. It's done well visually. Story wise, they just pissed in the wind and said, "Hey, we're going to fan service." Yeah, I loved it so much. Okay. Well, we all, we all have our opinions, and that's okay. They can be different. Such amazing best best movie. So yeah. you were interviewing new podcast guest hosts, right? Oh yeah, my friends. Uh, we we on our channel for the for the time being. I'm hosting them. Uh, they're piggybacking on ours. Uh, it's uh, two girls I went to school with, Sherry and Cheryl. They have a new show called Moms Off Their Meds, and they're just going to talk about. Uh, we talked about our hometown last weekend. So I came on as a guest, and I helped them kind of do a little. Uh, just kind of helped them do a little production on it. Just kind of show show them the steps. And uh, but yeah, they're gonna they're doing a, a, a new podcast. So check that out. Very nice. Very nice ladies, very funny, and uh, so I wish them the best of luck. And they'll you can find their podcast. Just look down, just scroll past this new episode, and you'll see it. Mom's off their meds. They've done a preview episode, then they did a full episode uh, last week, and I was they, they were nice enough to ask me to be a guest. Um, and so that will continue, and we'll just be hosting it here until they get their hosting situation squared away. Um, nice. uh, but yeah, I mean, why, why not? We'll just we, you know we like to we like to help. We, we're helpful. Uh, so this this we good people this podcast of course brought to you by your friends at uh, at the, the moms off their meds podcast and also the lily pot for all of your she's going back to work too apparently the UK is yeah. they are on they're already going back to school they're putting the kids back in school over there Love which that. That's I don't know I don't know about that guys I don't know about that that's scary I like to err on the side of caution. You know, Don't I just all. registered for classes and they said that most will be online, but the ones that have lab, you still go to school. But I'm guessing there's only a smaller amount of students in the class. Yeah, they probably just schedule. You can think about it. You schedule yeah. a lab five days a week instead of having 20 people in the lab. You have five and one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on back here? Somebody. Uh, somebody tightening a screw or what's going on? What's that noise? What? Somebody's on their rocking chair. Yeah, somebody in a rocking chair. Old rocking rocking chair's got me. My leather leather chair is too sticky, so I had to move to a rocking chair. 
This is why you don't record naked. Yeah, bless. Who was that? Who's that? Bless you. Well, I can't have my fan on, so she's got the Rona. Are you wearing a mask? Everybody, run! Everybody, run! The homecoming queen's got a gun. Hey, there we go, guys. This is. I love that. You don't know that song? Why does she have a gun? Google it. Uh, She's this, the homecoming queen. That's just the song. It's from what? What year was that, John? Eighty one, eighty two. Right. Uh, yeah, like early eighties. Yeah. Everybody run! The homecoming <laughs> queen has got. When you're go. editing, can you drop it in there so we know the song? I want it was you, like Julie Brown. Is that who it is? Thanks. Uh, Julie Brown, the home the homecoming queen's got a gun. Was it yeah. downtown Julie Brown from MTV? Is that one and the same? <laughs> you know she hosts an XM station. Does she? Is that right? Time. Yeah, she runs the the nineties channel. How about oh, that? Oh, that's weird. And she goes, and this is downtown Julie Brown. That's, that's her name. <laughs> yeah. Downtown Julie Brown from, from music television. Yeah, the good old days. And huh? I think um remember Kennedy? I think she's like on Fox now. It's like uh, Yeah, that's weird. What the hell happened? Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's real weird. It's like Dennis Miller, man, yeah. he's super conservative now. Yeah, what the heck? God, something really weird happened with him uh, around the time Bush got in. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it was nine eleven. Was is what switched him? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you lose that. You know, you get those. Uh, nothing I like better than a conservative comedian. <sighs> you always, you always, punch, you always punch up. You do not punch down. <laughs> exactly, John. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how a comedian can be a conservative. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But it's okay. You know what? Hey, different strokes for different boats. Is that how it goes? Wow. That's heavy. No, John, here's it. the thing. The world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you, not be right for some. All right? A man is born. Uh-oh. He's a man of means. All right? Here come two boys. They got nothing but their dreams. But they've got I bring boom, no chaka, laka, boom. different strokes. Boom chakalakalaka, boom chakalakalaka. Different boom, strokes to move the world. Uh, guys, that was the different strokes theme, right? Would you like to hear another one? <laughs> no. I'm going to do TV themes. This is my new money-making idea. Tell me what you guys think. I'm going to do TV themes as spoken word by celebrities. So it'll be like, you know. I think you're going to have start- copyright issues. Yeah, it'll be like fish don't fry in the kitchen, beans don't burn on the grill. <laughs> you don't like that? Took a lot of trying just to get up there. Now we're up in the big leagues, getting our turn at that. Okay, guys, it's time to talk about. Are you ready? Here we go. Yantan, 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 he went too fast. Da-la-la. He went too fast. Da-la-la. Digital movies. You're in the club. It's time for the digital movie club. Digital you movie part. That's what we she said. We gotta go back. We gotta go back. Okay, okay, let's go back. <clears throat> no, 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 I love yeah, it. Leave that. it in. Okay, that's what she said. All right, guys, let's. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Damn right she did. Let's talk about it. We had two hey. two great movies this week. Would you guys want to continue in the Star Trek pantheon, or do you want to bring it? We'll, we'll go up with some eighties horror and go into Fright Night. What would you rather do? I think we do Star Trek first, and then eighties horror. I thought Star- we were watching Back to the Future. Ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. 
That's heavy. Wah, wah, wah. Justine, ladies' okay. choice. Ladies' choice. Um, let's do Fright it's Night. Ladies' Night. Oh, Justine, Justine would like to do Fright Night first. All right. Patrick. Oh, can you, I have to click over to another screen. Hold on. Can you bring up? All right, I'm ready. Can you bring up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Friday night. It, it is a 7.1 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, published or released on August 2nd, 1985. Directed by Tom Holland. Screenplay by Tom Holland. Budget nine million US dollars. 24.9 million US dollars. Worldwide, and it's become Not such bad. it's become such a cult hit in the in the in the in, in the interim that it had a, a remake recently with Colin Farrell in the last few years. Uh, so, and Tom Holland has directed such movies as Child Play, Fright Night Ooh. Part Two, Psycho Two. Uh, mm-hmm. He did the new Fright Night Two. A uh, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's not the Good Tom point. Holland that. Justine is probably swooning over it. As no, she kept asking that the whole time. But it is a Tom Holland. It is a Tom Holland. Now the not, he not, he was Justine. He wasn't even born yet. Now the, oh, I was not joking. Now here's he the person I want to start with. I want to start with John because this is a movie that came out right in the middle of you know of this is a horror movie. First of all, Vampires, which you know this movie has John written all over it, and John has never seen it. So I want to find out from John. And this is Roddy McDowell. You get to see Caesar without his makeup. Uh, John, let's talk about Fright Night. What are your thoughts? What did you think? Did you enjoy I it? I dug it. Yeah, I really liked it. I. It's weird that I didn't see this when it came out. It just doesn't make any sense because this is right up my alley. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing pictures of it. Remember that magazine Fangoria? Of course. Of course. Yeah, that there was always lots of photos of the makeup and all that, you know, and I don't know why I didn't see this when it came out, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I thought it held up pretty well. It didn't, it didn't feel like outdated. The effects were still pretty, pretty solid for being physical effects. Yeah. And, um, I'm a huge Roddy McDowell fan. So I thought he did a great job playing that, um, Peter Vincent. So which I guess was a tribute to Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. It's exactly what it was, <laughs> and they and originally they wanted Vincent Price, uh, but he was he, would, he was kind of getting older and didn't want to do anything like an extended part like that. I think he turns up again in Edward Scissorhands. You know, he's got yeah. Around this is around the time we think he does like Wales of August with um, yeah. right yeah yeah. So he was doing little small yeah. roles, and this would have been kind of a, a bigger role for him. So he. He decided to pass, but that would have been. But I think Roddy McDowell um, did a great job with it. Um, oh it, yeah, I, and you know, it, it felt um, it didn't feel like he was slumming. It looked like he was really throwing himself into it. You know. Yes. And uh, I remember. Uh, I'm sure you remember too. Uh, there were shows like that even before Elvira. There was a guy in uh, Los Angeles called Seymour, and he was on Channel Five, and that's the guy that used to come out with all the schlocky. Uh, Sets and introduce the movies. Uh, you, we will know him as you Count Floyd. Of course, I don't remember that, but we've seen the spoof of Count Floyd. We've shown the the podcast yeah. of Count Floyd. Count Floyd That's is a- not that far off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was great. I thought it was a great idea. Also, that he had been like a, an old aging horror movie star. I thought they did that very well, showing him in those old. Those, yes. it looked like a Hammer film. It mm-hmm. like an old, you know. Hammer film, basically, with super colorful blood, and you know the the 
the cleavage. Um, it's yeah. really great. I read an interview at the time, and Roddy McDowell said he played it like a guy. You know, he said, and he quotes, he said, you know, you know, Karloff, Vincent Price, all these guys were really good actors. And he said, but my character was not a good actor. He was a terrible actor, but he just kept playing the same role over and over. He got lucky and had this right. role. And so that's the way he played the character. They played the character as kind of a bad actor who just happened to get lucky and get this role and basically play that for the yeah. rest of his career. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh it's kind of like that guy. It made me think of that guy that was in Count Yorga. There's a guy named Robert Quarry who wasn't that great an actor, but he, he made kind of a splash doing a, a vampire named Count Yorga. <laughs> so he had about two or three years where he was really big with the horror movie crowd. Oh, nice. And I thought, this is pretty much who he's playing is a guy like that. You know? Well, I'll tell you what elevates this. Um, the, what I love about this movie is, well, first of all, Roddy McDowell. Christopher Lambert is great. As the as the vampire, um, oh Sarandon! Or I'm sorry, what did I, did I say? Christopher Lambert. Chris Sarandon is uh, is great yeah. as the. Uh, he's so good. Um, every bit is slimy. You, know, you realize you realize that if he wasn't as good as he was, the whole movie would fall apart because he really is truly menacing and very believable, and yes. that takes the movie to a whole other level. Exactly, exactly. And then um, what I love about it is even though it's very very eighties. It sticks to the uh, vampire traditions, like they stick to the old school vampires. Like, hey, you know, the, you can't, you have to invite the vampire in. You can't see the reflections. Like all the old school um, um, uh, myths are there. I love that they they stick to a traditional. They didn't try to rewrite the the vampire handbook. It was like, hey, what if you had this this kind of you know, this vampire living in, in modern trappings? What would that look like? And uh, the I kept thinking of. Uh did you think? Did you thinking of Salem's Lot? Exactly. Know? Yes. Yes. You got these kids that are trying to battle him with what they know from the old horror movies. You know? Exactly. And who do you go to? You go to Peter Vincent. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> he's he's so good. Uh, uh, my wife just stepped in to yeah. bring me a ice cold Coke Zero. Thank you. Just a wave. Nice. Bye. Oh, bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, bye. Well, I'm glad you liked Can't it, John. I, you know, I this is a movie that, um, you know, this is a favorite. When we used to work at the video store, we'd have this on all the time. It's just a fun, silly movie. Um, the uh, and the, the, I love that it's practical effects. I love the whole thing with the guy transforming back from the wolf and the whole yeah. all of those effects and uh, yeah. you know. Those are all really good. So I'm glad you liked it, John. I was, I was, you were the one I was worried about the most. Um, but I wanted everyone to like it, as I do all the movies on the Digital Movie Club, except for the one I bought this weekend for five dollars. I'm going to torture everybody with it, and you're going to hate me. But we'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about that. Torture. You're not going to torture me with hook. <laughs> it won't happen. Uh, all right, let's talk about it, Justine. What did you think of Fright Night? I've seen this before. Oh, Justine, you never cease to amaze me. You never cease to amaze me. Why? Because it's just I didn't think it would be a movie that you that you saw before. I'm a hundred percent sure that I talked about this maybe two Halloweens ago on the podcast. Oh my god! Because I oh. remember when I was telling you, like on Hulu, they do classics of um, Halloween films, and I just went through some of them. 
Oh, that's so you? I watched, ah. That's why I watched that one in London, the Vampire in London. American. Oh, okay. Something. I uh, saw that, and I saw Fright Night. So, so I've seen it. Patrick kind of got mad because when we were watching it, I was like, "Oh, the guy and the, his friend and the girl, they both end up becoming vampires. Like they both get bad." <laughs> you ruined like, it for. And Patrick, Patrick was just like, "Shut up!" I'm like I think I've seen this. <laughs> I told him this is why we don't watch the movies together. Well, I just was no, watching no, no. it. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. <laughs> and how was it? And I was right. It was, <laughs> um, so it was very predictable because <laughs> I've seen I've it. Seen it before. <laughs> um, Fascinating idea. I mean, I thought the friend he was freaky to me the first time I saw it, and he was still really creepy watching him the second time. Yeah. So. Yeah, the fact that he's uh, evil, uh, evil. The fact that he's, he's the fact that he's not he's a great a, actor until he becomes evil is really trippy to yeah. me. Like, yeah, he's just sort of annoying and dorky, and then all of a sudden, when he's you're the like, vampire, oh, you're like, it, yeah, it all works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that just goes yeah. to show you that there's a fine line between annoying dork and deranged psycho psychotic vampire. Yeah, so remember oh, that next right time right. you make fun of Jake, what? everybody. What? Yeah. I'm halfway there. So just, I just need a little bite on the neck. Mm-hmm. I'm halfway there. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, we can't, can't think Sorry. of it. Whoa. So, no, we'll get copyrighted. Did you enjoy the, did you enjoy it the second time, Justine? Um, it was cheesy. I mean, it was kind of cheesy the first time I saw it, but the first time I was like, whoa, this story's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'm trying mm. to remember, I'm trying to remember how when I first saw it, because I've never seen it where the friend turns Yeah. and he's going against him. It's not like he just immediately dies. Yeah. Um, his girl gets bitten. Mm-hmm. She turns. Like, some... You're just like, whoa. Hey. I just remember the first time seeing it, like, this is crazy. The stakes are high. No pun intended. The stakes are it high. And, and you know, the main guy, he's just not a really great actor. No. Rooster? No. Yeah, not a Way fan, go, but Rooster? what I did... William was, Ragsdale. No, but you know who is great is Roddy uh-huh. McDowell. <laughs> if you if we had Roddy McDowell the whole movie, this would this just would elevate this movie. Well, it and does. It's hard not to see Mark Ruffalo in this guy. Oh, uh, if they remade vampire. it like, like a young... Oh, yeah. Chris Sarandon, Sarandon, the evil prince from Princess Bride. Chris Sarandon, okay. yeah. He's so good in this, um, though. In his weird little... Yeah, I, I thought he was good. Um, I just didn't think the main guy was a good actor. It's fine, whatever. Everyone else was strong enough for you. You know who would have been good? The kid from Gremlins. Because that's who I always yeah. get him yeah. confused with. Yeah. Same kind of character, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah but his was, he was just too into it that it just didn't... He seemed like he was on a different level of acting than they were. Um, and I love. It seems the like he's in a different movie. Who's that, John? Yeah. And I, the guy. Well, the I, guy. I, I'm agreeing with Justine. It seems like he's in a different movie. Oh, with the, yeah. the the main kid, uh, William Ragsdale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's you know who's great is his mom. His mom's so good. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. For like the, <laughs> everyone, everyone else in this movie is solid. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, friend wasn't for a while, then when he turns, you're like. Uh-huh. His little laugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's so... Because he was pushing that laugh from the beginning. And it's so great how horrified Roddy McDowell gets in that scene where he realizes that he's turned. Um, that's a great scene. And you and Roddy McDowell really does look scared. He really does look like he's afraid. But, you know, it's kind of interesting that they never show the friend seeing that. 
Like they don't see him as a vampire. Well, that's why the ending. Really? That's why the. I think they do that because they want that ending to be what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's why you have the ending because he doesn't know that his friends turned. You know what I yeah. mean? So only Roddy McDowell knows. We were trying to figure out what his um, little henchman was because he didn't die. He's a thrall. He's like Renfield. Yeah, he's like Renfield. What do they call him? His familiar. Yeah, he's kind of. He's not all the way turned, but he's like turning he's like him. Half vampire. Yeah, he's like turning him slowly. Yeah. That's that's why he can walk around during the. It's basically James Mason in. Uh, yeah. And there are a lot of references yeah. to. Uh, the master. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of references yeah. to to Salem's Lot in this for sure. Um. um that's There's what happens part. when a vampire um, has when someone drinks a vampire's blood. That's what happens. Yeah. There's a part where they're at the club, and I was like, "Patrick, he just put his hand up her skirt." He's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Is this a soft?" Patrick's like, "Is this a soft porn?" <laughs> it is. It remembers. There's the, a couple moments. It's the '80s where it's very everything's very softcore in the 80s so and it was crazy because patrick yeah. realized that that was the girl from uh married with children from married with children i was like oh yeah, yeah. i didn't notice that the first time the second time i realized i recognized her but i couldn't think of what it was i forgot her name on the it's on weird the... weird to see marcy, that young right? isn't her name marcy yeah. marcy yeah, that's marcy right from the show that's right she's, yeah. wore, she's wearing those the 80s overalls name was amanda bearsay yeah yeah uh-huh. uh Awesome. Yeah, she does a really good job in this, too. Um, you know, in kind of a thankless damsel in distress role. But when she turns, it went, all the makeup effects are, are really good. Like, Evil's teeth are really good. The wolf effects, all that stuff are really, really good. Um, so, yeah. All right. Let's, I agree. Let's go over to Patrick. Patrick, what did you think, my man? Are you ready for me? I'm ready. Okay. I got some things to say about this movie. All right, go. First off, I hate that vampire makeup. I, I, the whole concept of like turning this creature that's supposed to be alluring to humanity and the perfect predator and making it this ugly thing bugs me. Like that whole concept bugs me. Mm-hmm. That being said, this movie was enthralling, fantastic, wonderful, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I was dying of laughter about the insanity of everything that's going on. Yes, and. Just um, what's his face? The uh, the actor was by far stole the movie. Uh, Roddy McDowell. Yes, he was fantastic in this. And anytime he was on scene, it, on screen, it was wonderful because he was an actor playing an actor. Yes, playing an actor, <laughs> yeah. which was great. <laughs> he steals the movie for me. It's, so it's so good. And that, would, that yeah. the scene that really does it for me is when he turns when he realizes. When they, yes. First of all, he takes him in there, they pay him the money and everything, and he's, you know, it's like, oh, hello. you know. What? And then once he sees the mirror, that change in his character is yeah. great. That's a great scene. And he has a very human response of what every one of us would have done. Nope, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the only thing I would change about this movie is, like, that vampire makeup. Like, it could have been done where it's just a normal vampire, and I would have loved it even more. Yeah, they're kind of going and to Go ahead. I have gripes with that. Like the whole Buffy the Vampire look and everything like that, I never enjoyed. Go ahead, uh, John. You were going to say something? When they look, you mean when they when they look super ugly like Nosferatu? Yeah. Like I like Nosferatu because he's like that all the time. Versus – It's this, funny it's because like, – uh, yeah, I, it's funny because when you look at Nosferatu, that's, he looks like a – he's got like a rat face, you know, yeah, yeah, pointed ears. He, 
he's always like that. That's what makes him scary is he's always in the shadow and yeah. he's this disfigured creature. What makes things like Bella Lugosi scary is the fact that he's such an alluring, you know, creature yeah. that they can't help but go to him. So such like the parts were yeah, but like and so like the parts where he was, you know, human and he had slight transformation, I could totally get into. The parts where he's like this vicious monstrous creature. Yeah. Cheapens it for me. What about the part where he's always eating fruit? Yeah, I love that. Like he's always <laughs> eating an apple. Like that's an interesting like you don't see vampires eating regular food. So like that's really curious. He's always eating fruit. He like, ate the core. Yeah. Did he? I You know what he said? Eat. Um yeah, he it's a power it's a power play. He's eating food. He doesn't see you yeah, as a he, you know, he said he did that. Um Chris Sarandon said he did that because he figured if you're drinking blood all the time, you're gonna have really foul breath. So you'd have to be like eating apples and stuff to try to, you know, cleanse your breath and your you know, your mouth, you know. It's it's amazing how much thought they put into this because Roddy like I said, Roddy McDowell put a lot of thought into it. It seemed like they everybody yeah, like you, everybody really did their homework on this one. You, you can know? definitely tell it's a well made movie and like if I didn't have the gripe with the special effects, like I think this would be a fantastic movie. Well, the, the nice thing is though, they did a lot for this. The nice thing is though, um, if you look at it this way, Patrick, evil transforms into like a Nosferatu, but you don't see Chris Sarandon's true form until he is already uh, dying. Really, he doesn't really turn until. Uh, he starts mm-hmm. to get exposed. Yeah, so you like can look this, at it that way. The, the very end. Yeah. The first time you really see it is when um, Brewster stabs him in the hand with his pencil. Yes. So yeah. Like, he like, that's like the moment that I'm just like, okay, so it's it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He, he drops that's the That's the facade. only thing that cheapens it for me. Oh, but you know what? You, the fact that you enjoy – and here's the thing. We, we only got to see one Hammer horror film. But you've seen, oh, yeah. we've seen enough of the classic horror – and we've seen enough of Roddy McDowell in makeup that I knew you guys would appreciate the performance, at least, of seeing him without the makeup. And we saw him a little bit in Poseidon Adventure. But, uh, it's, oh, Roddy McDowell was fantastic. It's nice to give, it's I nice that he it. has a moment. You know, he's an actor who, you know, he can do those kind of roles. And so it was nice to give him, I always like when a movie gives like an older actor a moment like that. It's always kind of, kind of celebrates an actor. So I feel like that was a good role for yeah. him. And, and he really re- runs with it. <clears throat> Which is another it's another it's great to just to watch him do that performance. So let's go over to Jake. And you know um, Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Vincent Price I was gonna say Vincent Price uh told Roddy McDowell he thought he did a great job. He said I didn't take oh. the part, but he said you really did a great job with it, you know. He's so fantastic. I love him yeah. in this movie. Oh, that's great. That's that's good to hear. Because uh, it, it tells you that Vincent Price was still watching stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, let, let's talk to uh, Jake about this movie. Jake, what did you think of Fright Night from 1985? I think Roddy McDowell and Chris Sarandon both knocked it out of the park. I thought they were so wonderful. You really wanted to see more of Roddy McDowell, but every moment he's on screen is just so fun and entertaining, and you really... He is, he's literally, yeah, he's playing an actor who's playing an actor who's playing an actor. And he just does it so well. And Chris Sarandon just has this underlying, just insidious feel about him while being this vampire who's this very alluring, attractive person. And yeah, it's so good. And he's married to Susan Sarandon. And he's no, married no, to Susan Sarandon. Aren't they sisters and brother? 
John? No, they were married in 1967. Really? I didn't know that. Hmm. There you go. I thought they were brother and sister. John, is that true? I, I know they're, I don't know how they're related. I know there is a, a, a relationship. I didn't know that they were married. No, no, his parents, they, they share, you're right, they share the same parents. Sorry, I got that backwards. Yeah, I didn't, okay. think, they're, I didn't think they were married. Yeah. No, no, yeah, his parents um, share the same name. Because she's married to Tim Robbins. She's, she's married yeah, to Tim. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, but Chris, and, Chris Serena, fantastic. Uh, were you scared, Jake? Were you scared? No, I mean, I, I wasn't scared. It it does err on the side of kind of, on. Um, it does err on the side of ridiculous. But. Yeah. I mean, the practical effects are amazing, and I don't know why. We keep going to CG just because it's easier. It's easier to, to pull off. Yeah. You just kind of hand it off to a – yeah, you hand it off to a team, and they just do all the work for you. It, just, it doesn't take as much effort, but it really does pay off. And, I mean, all the, all the modes of the practical effects when Ed was transforming back and forth from a wolf – yeah. And when he was dying, when he was dying, oh, when he was scene. in that transition period from like the half, yeah, half wolf to human, I mm-hmm. thought that was amazing. That was a painful death scene. Yeah, that was great. That crazy this bat is, form is he it, takes. Are the practical effects done by the same guy from American Wolf London? Do I forget his uh, name? No, I, this was. I don't think so because that was um, Rick Baker. Rick this Baker. Not Rick Baker. Yeah, this was uh, Richard Edlund, I think. Oh really? Uh, I mean, he did. He did. Uh, an amazing job with it. There are a couple of moments that were a little mad, but I mean, like those, like those super, those super heavy practical effects scenes. I thought he did really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the golden age. This is the last gasp of really detailed practical effects like that. And we've seen stuff like an Alien and Aliens and The Thing and movies like this. Even in the smaller movies, there's a lot of practical mm-hmm. effects. So. Um, yeah. this- I mean, it adds it adds a lot of weight, a lot of like. That's a real thing that's in the room for the actors to see. So yeah. it adds, exactly, it gives them something to act off of, and it just, yeah, it just kind of makes. It's oh, dude, the, just the, you, uh, what is it? Uh, evil uh, when he when he transforms, he's got his teeth in. He looks terrifying. That would, yeah. you, yeah. you know what I mean? That's a, that's a scary look. So um, I'm glad you guys liked it. I'm really glad. Uh, and you know, shout out to Roddy McDowell. It was nice to see him without the Caesar makeup for once. But uh, God, hey, so Mario, good. how old were you? How old were you when you saw this? Uh, I think I saw it when I first started working at the video store. I didn't catch it in the theater, but uh, I think I caught it when I started working at the video store. And it was we. I loved it. I was like, oh, how did I miss this? You know. Um, yeah. And uh, you know what's funny is people remember the Lost Boys as like the '80s. Vampire movie. I prefer this yeah. movie to The Lost Boys. Um, yeah, this one was yeah. good. I, I prefer this one to The Lost Boys. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I love this is a good one. And, uh, you know, it's, that Roddy McDowell character appeals to me. And the idea that it's going back to like those TV hosts, those schlock TV hosts and all that stuff. It's it, You can tell it was like a love letter, John. You know, it's, it's written with that. You yeah. know, this is obviously a love letter to like classic vampire movies and horror movie hosts, and you just know that uh, yeah. Tom Holland had a uh, had a subscription to, to Monsters of Filmland. You know what I mean? So, uh, did you see? Well did you see? There's a couple. There's a couple issues sitting on his co- on his coffee table. Famous monsters, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Peter, Peter Vincent's um, uh, apartment. I had to freeze frame it. But there were a couple issues of Famous Monsters 
laying on his table. <laughs> I do know that the, the, there's like a bust, and it's his. It was his life mask that was Roddy McDowell's life mask from Planet of the Apes. They actually had it oh, yeah. in Peter Vincent's apartment. Yeah, if you go in the background, it's it's there. It's the it's the mold they made for his life for his mask for Planet of the Apes. That's cool. Yeah, they oh, they so stuck cool. it in the apartment. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's rank Fright Night. Justine, what do you say? Um, <sighs> I give it a six. Okay, six. That's that's fair. You know, like, that's a solid. It's just right on par with Casablanca. Is the way I'm reading that one. <laughs> We're never going to let her leave. <laughs> Patrick, never. what do you say, buddy? Uh, seven and a half, because Roddy McDowell. 7.5. Roddy McDowell does elevate it. Jake? Yeah. Uh, I give it an eight because, yeah, because Roddy McDowell. Yeah, nice. John Sandy? I give it a seven. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is like a 7.5 for me. 7.5. And like you said, Chris Sarandon and... Uh, and uh, and Roddy McDowell really cover a lot of the lumps that you get in the you know from a, from the rest of the yeah. cast that maybe aren't the the most uh, experienced actors yet. But um, yeah, I mean it's and it's I, uh, obviously a labor of love. So what were you going to yeah. say, Patrick? Yeah, I will. I will correct myself. He is married to Susan Sarandon. They are married. I really love. Yeah, they're married. Wow, that's weird. Ah, make up your I'm mind, okay. Patrick. I was wrong. I read something that I reread it. I googled. Hmm. 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 Okay. He probably so there div- you have it. He probably divorced her when he married the princess of Florin. <laughs> right. It was nice to see him in another movie. Like I really only know him from Princess Bride. He had, a, Chris, fact, he had a little bit of a career for a while, yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't like, he in dog is he in, is he in Dog Day Afternoon? Is he the other uh He's is he the guy that's he's the one that Al Pacino's get robbing the bank for. He's, there you go. He's actually robbing uh, the bank, so he can have a sex change. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon, Child's Play, um, Princess Bride, Nightmare Before Christmas, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, all right. He uh, was popular in the 90s and sh- the early 80s. Shout out to Chris Sarandon. Um, all right, guys. Yeah. Let's move on. We, it's time to... It's time to, we've, you know, Wrath of Khan is one of our favorite movies here on the podcast. We all love it, especially Justine. We love uh, Ricardo Montalban's chest. We're all big fans. <laughs> but we. Oh, we, he's Jack Skellington. But, who? Right. When oh, you, when Chris Randon. Really? He's speaking. Oh, yeah. He's, he's speaking, yeah, he is the speaking role. Yeah, yeah, Danny that's right. Elfman, yeah, Danny Elfman does the same. Sorry. Um, that's okay. We're still best friends. Um, <clears throat> so, no, we're breaking it off. Oh, we are? Well, you know what yeah. they say. Breaking up is hard to do. All right. Uh, let's talk about it, guys. We we when we last le- when we last left our friend Mr. Spock, he was in a in a torpedo tube on the surface of the Genesis planet. And here Are we are. Ready for we're, your info? We're going to pick up with Star Trek: Re, The Search for Spock. Go ahead, Patrick. Six point seven on IMDb, eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Released June first, nineteen eighty four. Box office. Anybody want to stab at this one? How much? How much did it earn, or how much did it cost? Yeah. How much did it earn? They all make the sim- thirty. Thirty four million. I'm going to say forty million. I'm going to guess uh, fifty million. Justine. I'm not good at guessing. 
a whopping eighty-seven million Holy dollars. Holy cow! Wow. Directed wow. by one Leonard Nimoy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Leonard a William Shatner as James T. Kirk. Leonard Nimoy. And a couple fun, interesting facts for you, real quick. Um, for the one chick, the the Vulcan, yes. Savick, uh, she was recast because uh, the original actress Christy Alley didn't want want to be typecast. That's right. Mm. She, and Christopher Lloyd was originally going to be played by one of our favorite actors, um, Edward James Olmos. Oh, I didn't really? know that. I didn't realize she was supposed to be the same yep. girl. They didn't just change her Stop name it. and make her a different person. No, she no, was, same person. She's yeah. supposed. It's supposed to be. I didn't realize that. Supposed to be Lieutenant Savick yeah. from the first. I didn't realize from that. Star Trek. II. I guess I would have realized it if Christy Alley did just play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edward James Olmos was the original choice. Um, mm. But the producer prefers Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Hey, hey, I would have loved to see this. Hey, with Kirk, James Kirk, <laughs> would have been so good. Kirk, give me the information on the Genesis planet, Kirk. <laughs> and I'm gonna you need, need Genesis machine. I'm gonna need all the information you have. I give you, <laughs> I give you two minutes. Would have been so good for your gallant crew. Um, and then he leaves an origami crane. On the deck yeah, of the Yeah, he leaves an <laughs> We love Edward James Olmos on this show. Edward yeah, James Olmos, Ricardo Montalban, we love them all. We love them all. Uh, yep. Now, who had... John and I, of course, are familiar with this. And uh, who among the rest of the crew had seen this movie? Anybody? I never, never. seen it. You had never seen it. Okay, let's start with Patrick on this one, because I know Patrick loves... Uh, Wrath of Khan. What did you think of Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock? This one fell a little bit short at first for me. It was kind of a struggle to get into this one, mm-hmm. just because Spock's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Just his whole deal is really interesting to me. So for him to be dead the most of the movie kind of drives me crazy. Um, so I mean, it was just it was hard to really get into the story and stuff like that. I get what they're doing. And the fact that they'd be able to steal a giant starship like that is just insane and impossible to me. <laughs> Not for Scotty. Not for Scotty, Not baby. For Scotty. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he hands him like basically some little nuts and bolts and says, their transport drive won't be working anytime soon. <laughs> um, but towards the end of this movie, I really got into it and I really started to enjoy it. Um, Kirk started to shine for me towards the end after he lost his son. Um, but I don't think he grieved long enough. And I think it was a little bit too quick for him to kind of pass through that. Well, that's as um, much as that's as much emotion as you're going to get out of Captain Kirk. Yeah, I know. It was just like, <laughs> it, it, there was a big opportunity there. Like there wasn't a strong bond between them in the first place. And you see that in Rath Khan where you're just like, yeah, okay, that could be his kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, um, Man, seeing Leonard Nimoy at the end of the film, like just like him requoting the lines from Wrath of Khan and him remembering and stuff like that, that really kicked me in the nuts. And I was just like, God damn. Um, so I really enjoyed the ending of this movie. Okay. Fair, fair, fair assessment. Fair assessment. Justine, what did you think, young lady? 
Um, I was trying to figure out the word for it. I don't know what it is. It called fanfare. Like, what is it when they like sit on the character too long? Like they did in um, Rise of. I'm not sorry. Oh my god, Rise I can't of think. Skywalker. Of no, no, no. In the first. Oh my god, what's that movie called? Wrath of Khan. The first Star Wars movie, the recent one. Rise of Skywalker. No, anyways. I just didn't like that they sat on um, Kirk for that long. Oh, I think for- I'm just not a fan of him. The, the Force Awakens. That's <laughs> yes, the one. The Force Awakens. You know how Nobody they sat, sat on, on the characters? They sat on yeah. all the characters, and I was like, this is annoying. <laughs> like, it's cool, but you it's sat called on them for self gratification. <laughs> so you wanted, oh, you wanted Kirk, you wanted Spock to show up earlier in the movie. Yeah, I just wasn't yeah. a fan of him and like the beginning part. They did that in the other movie we watched too where they just show oh the first Star Trek movie we saw where they just showed the ship over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because I never watched the show that it's just not a big deal for me. So when I watch it I'm like I think this is when I'm supposed to be excited and like <laughs> Well, they don't really they don't really concentrate on the ship so much in this one except when it gets blown up. Like that was the big moment here is they, they blow up the Enterprise. But do you think so? She, she I know what you, I know. Well. She dropped though. Oh, she did. Sorry. Is that what happens? If, is that what happens when yeah. somebody calls when we're in the middle of a podcast? Yeah, it'll it, interrupt. It cut. It cuts you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just yelled at me through the. Wall. Oh, I'm good. Okay, can you guys hear me? Oh, hey, hey. she made it back. Oh my wow. god! Thank God. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just yelled at my sister. So, so Justine, I, I thought of the word. I thought of the word you were trying to think of as like a, an exercise, a fanboy. It's for the fanboys. Yeah, I don't. I was trying to call it fanfare, but I don't think that's it. That's not the word. fan yeah, service. Fan service. There you go. Like a fan service. Yeah. So it was just driving me crazy because um, I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see what you mean because, like, I like Kirk with Spock. I don't like Kirk by himself. No, he's just he's an asshole with that Spock. I like it. He Scott, Spock balances him out, and that's what I like. Yeah, Spock's the brains to his brawn. You did get to see George Takei being a badass. That was really nice. <laughs> oh my god, that was my favorite part of the movie. Don't call, don't call me. Tiny. How was that the favorite part? Because <laughs> well, he looks him up and down, and then the guy stands. He calls him <laughs> Tiny or something. Yeah. the guy stands up. <laughs> Don't call and me. And then he tiny. takes him down. You're like, oh crap! <laughs> you don't even. I think you, it's off camera, right? You don't see him do it. No, you see him flip yeah, him down. Oh, he does a flip. I don't remember. Oh yeah. For some <laughs> reason, I remember it being off camera, and you just come back and he's kicked his ass. He flips him. Yeah. He judo flips him. Don't call me tiny. But yeah, like him being a kid and they're watching it. Uh, I don't know. Him going through Vulcan growing pains and shaking yeah. the whole planet. That's right, yeah. yeah. I was whatever about it. I didn't have really any emotions for it, but when his son died, I was like, yeah, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel any now, emotions. It wasn't believable. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to, you killed my son. Yeah. I have you. had enough of he you. Louder and louder I, until he could actually hear him. You Klingon bastards, you killed my son. Like you killed Picard's son, he goes full Borg and destroys everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kirk. If he he can, just kind of goes mute for a bit. Uh, but he blows up the Enterprise. Remember that. Yeah. That was the love of his life. You got to remember that with Captain Kirk. That was the love of his life was that ship. Blowing yeah, up the Enterprise so. hurt for him more than his son dying. Yeah, That's of course. Life. He didn't have a relationship with his son, though. 
Remember that. You, didn't, you, you said it yourself. He doesn't have a relationship with his son. So I think yeah. like that wasn't a big deal for me, and apparently it was supposed to be. I was just like, oh, there goes the ship. And then we had to figure out how to get off of there. His whole little tactics, I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But then I also... I don't know. Then he, when he's playing back the video to find out like what happened, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this movie. <laughs> I think there were things I was supposed to know and I didn't know it. Well, here's the thing. This movie, I'm just using this movie as a bridge to get you guys to Star Trek Four because I don't want to have to explain. No! I don't want to have to explain to. I don't want to have to explain why the backstory because Star Trek Four is going to become your. It's going to become your favorite Star Trek movie. So I just wanted you to have the backstory. Even me? Yes, even you. Um, okay. So I, I just wanted you to have the backstory. So when they get to Star Trek Four, that you'll you 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 don't have to wonder why certain I've things. I've seen Star Trek Four. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it is. You are going to love it. Just yeah, and I mean, I didn't like that Spock didn't come back in the other film, but oh, you're going to love it in Four. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's go over That's to. I have you to say to about see. this movie. I guess I was what's just the see, point. Uh, what's the point in killing someone if you're just going to bring him back anyway? That's a superhero movie, buddy. And you get Game to see, of uh, Thrones. Dame Judith Anderson show up in the movie. Yeah. How about that? That was crazy. Let's talk to uh, Jake about this. This is Let's talk to Jake about uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Jake, what you do know, you think? I really, I, I really love Back to the Future too. I just didn't think Doc Brown went so far into the future, so <laughs> really that was fun. It's really bothering that you. Was, that was, it was so distracting. It was tough to see Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon. Like that was yeah. tough. This is before. To a con. This is before. Uh, remember, this is before Back to the Future. So he hadn't I hit. Know, but having already seen it and then seeing him in this, all I can see is Marty. You, you Marty, have, we need the Genesis. We need the Genesis. What about Marty. when you watch uh, Roger Rabbit? Marty, we got to catch that rabbit. What about oh when you watch? Oh, my God, he's the bad guy in Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Judge Doom. Yeah. Yep. Come on. That fits, though. He's scary in that. He's not yeah, scary in he's his. he's so creepy in that one. He's not supposed to be scary. He's supposed to be a Klingon. <laughs> yeah, Kirk's biggest enemy. No, he just he just met him. He just yeah, yeah. He just met him. It's like, hey, Kirk. Uh, yeah, there's really nothing. It's a kind of a thankless role. There's really you know there's really not a lot for him to do. Um, you know, just chew some scenery and kill some of his own men. Threaten John Larroquette. John Larroquette was yeah. was one of the. <laughs> And you know, morning. You can tell it's John Larroquette even underneath all that makeup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, it's Dan Fielding. This is fantastic. That's right. Uh, you know what? I, I what I do like about this movie, and let me ask Justine. Justine kind of touched on it, but a lot of the crew that's kind of been ignored in the movies, they kind of get their little. They, everybody gets a little moment in here to kind of you know. Yeah. Everybody kind of gets their, their, their a little moment, which is what I like. You know what I mean? Which yeah. which is what I like. I like it's it's a little more fun. I think I wanted more crew though than um, just him. Well, you get a little Uhura, you get a little Scotty. Uh, you get a little, yeah, a little Scotty. Yeah, yeah, love it. He sabotages everything. You know, I love Scotty. 
Uh, yeah, I love it. Scotty. I think he's. I think he's my favorite. Scotty is my favorite of the crew. The Doors. Hi, sir. Uh, I'm working on it. Um, it's he's he has the thankless that, role, but you know what? He's the one who's getting everything. He's he's the one who's getting all the shit done. And yeah. everyone else there, is just kind of the, running around the, playing pirates. The show would fall there apart. There's always one. There's one really good line that does come from Kirk, and this has to do with Scotty, where he asks him if he always multiplies his estimates by four. Yes. For a job that needs to get done. And that's why he's. So it makes him look good. Yeah, he says, that's how I keep my reputation as a miracle worker. And that's why Sandy has a yeah. shirt that says Engineering Miracle Worker Division. So that's what that's mm-hmm. from. Uh, Jake, so you didn't like Christopher Lloyd. Did you like the rest of the exploits of the crew? Yeah, I thought the story itself was pretty good. Um, I do agree to an extent with Patrick about. Um, or. Yeah, Patrick, with the um, not having Spock around. Yeah, it changes the dynamic for sure. Yeah, it almost feels like um, Kirk isn't like a full character. Yeah, like even in Wrath of Khan, too, like you get, you don't have Spock as much, but Kirk has Khan to balance him out, and they work really well against each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By himself, he's not a strong enough actor to convince me of the role. You know, it's like the Sherlock Holmes stories. There's a few that were written where there's no Watson. It's either before, you know, it's like Watson's retired or it's before they met. Yeah. And those home, those those stories are less interesting. As good of a character Sherlock Holmes is, it's because you're missing that dynamic. And when you don't have, he's flat. Yeah. When you don't have all three of them working with each other, um, that it doesn't work as well. And so I, I know what you mean. And I know what Justine's talking about, like, Hey, bring him in halfway through the movie, you know, or bring, do something. So he's in, in the movie. Um, and they kind of yeah, went, like at least yeah, have him be, have him be with him as like a young kid, you know, um, or, or even something. with bones, like hearing more of Spock taking control of bones, yeah, being able to have like that conversation to be like, you know, Hey, I'm still here. I'm going to be the logical side of this. Like you got brief glimpses, but it wasn't enough to convince you that he was actually there. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, those are all fair assessments. I, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. Um, Star Trek Three is not one of my favorites. It's it's fine. It's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, like one is not good, and five is awful. Three is just kind of like it. It when when you it, it just serves as a bridge between the second and the fourth, really. Um, so that's really the, the only reason we watch it. So let me go to uh, Jake. Did you have any other thoughts, or did you, or anything else you wanted to add before we get to John? No, I mean the story. The story itself was decent. Uh, yeah, you just kind of wanted a little bit more Spock to even out Kirk's rash, crazy behavior. John, let's talk Hang about on, it. Bastards, you killed my son. Well, my favorite is when he's kicking Christopher Lloyd in the face and says, "I have had." Enough of you. That's my favorite. That's my favorite of all yeah. the Shatners. In the whole movie. The, the, of all of Shatner's deliveries. I have had enough of you. Oh, it's so terrible. Uh, John, so great. let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Where, where do you put this in, in your ranking of the start of the original films? Uh, I've always liked this one. I've never understood why people don't care for it. I understand the complaint that there's not enough Spock, but I thought it was fascinating seeing this little boy grow up like in the span of like an hour or two. 
grows from a baby into a full fledged Spock. I thought that was fascinating. And, um, the whole setup with, uh, Sarek, his father. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought that that was great. Cause that's the, the actor that played him in the uh, original TV Mark show. Leonard. Yeah. And I thought that brought a lot of, uh, gravitas to it. That whole scene about trying to figure out, you know, what this is about, that we have to bring the vessel for Spock's spirit together with his body. And it's going to be Our tough, vessel. but we got to take him. Yeah. So all of that was fascinating to me. It's true that, uh, that Kirk is a little, little hard to take when you don't have Spock around, but it didn't, to me, that doesn't ruin the movie. There's enough suspense about how are they going to get everybody to Vulcan and make it happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, Christopher Lloyd, I think the first time we saw it, we were laughing because we were, we were thinking of him from taxi playing Reverend Jim. That's right. That's right. And at first, at first you giggle a little bit, but, uh, He's so cold-blooded that even though it's kind of a broad uh, characterization, he's really chewing up the scenery, it works. You know, it works that this guy's just bloodthirsty. Yes. And um, everybody gets a moment. I think everybody gets a moment to shine. Bones, Scotty, uh, Sulu, they all they all have a moment where it really works. And um, I love the thing where they, you know, they just go, screw it. <laughs> we're, we're taking the ship. You know, I, I love that whole scene where he tells them, well, you know, uh, you, you can't you can't blame me for trying, and then he just goes, "Okay, we're going to do it anyway." <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. He, uh, he leaves that meeting with the admiral and just goes, "Screw it, we're going to do it." <laughs> Kirk, you rascal. So yeah. I can think of there's a lot. Of, I should say there's a lot of Star Trek movies. I don't particularly enjoy the Voyage Home. No. It's never been one of my favorites. That's the one that everybody loves, and that's the one that made the most money. Um, I know that coming off the Wrath of Khan, this doesn't feel quite as strong, but this has always been one of the ones I really enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, I, one I have a problem with. This really, it all pretty much works for me. John, you are going to watch the Wrath, oh, I'm sorry, the Voyage Home, and you're going to love it this time around. I, I predict that. Yeah, it's that one, <laughs> it's got, to, for, for me, it's, it's always had too much comedy, but I'll give it a shot. Listen, you want comedy, you watch that holodeck. That's comedy. Laugh. At the, that's a barrel of laughs. You're like, you're like. Wait a minute. That's got too much comedy. <laughs> Card is competent. Every episode. Every episode of. Uh, hey, Data doesn't understand something again. Hey, Data did something literal. Oh, great. That's great, Jaime. Uh, yeah. Come on, Data. Shake a leg. Yeah. Come on, Data. Make it so. Come on, come on, Data. Kill the lights. You know what would be great from get. You know what would be great get smart technology right now in the time of this pandemic. I was thinking about would be the cones of silence. Oh yeah, want to keep yeah. everything out. Just... What like a cone that they do for dogs over some people. What Just the cone of silence. <laughs> That's my favorite gag. Uh, you, you know what, John? Like I said, for me, this movie it's fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. It's somewhere yeah, it's in between. Just interesting. It's this is this is the one that everybody always gripes about, and I've no. never had a problem. No, with it. So, John. Everybody gripes. Everybody gripes yeah. about five. That's the one. Everybody. It gripes has. About. Well, it has its moments. Yeah. Like this movie definitely has its moments where there's like there's gems in this movie where like you get the scene where Scotty's going up in the new elevator in the Genesis or in the, uh, uh, the Excelsior, and it says the Excelsior and the. It says, you know, level please. He says transporter room, and 
the elevator says thank you and he says up your shaft like there's moments like that that are fantastic scotty's great what's his other line he says um every time they improve the improve the plumbing it just makes it easier to stop up the drain <laughs> yes yeah that's it that's right good yeah. old good old scotty and then you kind of see i love that the um that you see the designs of the ships that that when they decided to make the next generation, they took that to the next level and rounded everything out and made it look more, you know, re, you know, you kind of see the the ship moving in that direction. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of nice moments in this movie. Um, I I do like it. I I I'm not as unimpressed by it. It's it's good for me, but I just don't love it the way I love two, four, and. Uh, Number six are all my favorites, so it's the best of the odd-numbered ones. I'll say that. How about that? The best of the odd-numbered. <laughs> How's that? High praise, indeed. High it praise is indeed. high praise. <laughs> well, so far, I mean, compared to one, this thing's a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. Remember, we're hey, not like everything. Yeah, yeah. Compared true. to one, everything looks better than one. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Come on. Do you look at the other ones we've watched? It goes Wrath of Khan, then this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. You know, uh, number one is a big sleeping pill is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, such a bad movie. Hey, we watched 20 minutes of the, of the, of the Enterprise is pulling out of dock. It's great. What was yeah. that, John? What <laughs> John, what were you asking me, Sunshine? I was going to say, are we going to watch all of them? We're not going to watch five. We are going to watch four and then six will be in the movie. Okay. Club. Yeah, we're not going to watch not five uh, because I don't. Own, Whales in space. I refuse to watch the. I refuse to own that movie. Mm. Yeah, I refuse to own. That is the. Uh, that is why. That is why you rent. That is the. That is the uh, diamonds are forever of the Star Trek franchise. Is that the one where they're toasting marshmallows? Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, and they sit around the fire singing Kumbaya. Jeez, you're not uh, far off. It's so boring if all we watch are good movies. You know? I they're think they're singing uh, row, oh, row Your Boat. Trust row. me, I, uh, Jake, it's funny you say that it's boring that we only watch good movies because I purposely bought a bad movie that was on sale for $5 over the weekend. And it's coming right. up in our timeline. So I don't, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I immediately regret what I just said. No, no, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. It's gonna make Hook it's look. Supposed- it's gonna make Hook is it look good, amazing. Good, bad, or is it bad? Is oh, it good, bad, or bad, bad? No, it's awful. It's terrible. Okay, okay. Speaking it's of not good it's, movies, it's, it's, I started uh, it's not Hook. Uh, is it the Invisible Man? Uh, the original? Yes, I am thoroughly enjoying so it good. once again. It's such a wonderful movie. Oh, Cloud Rain. That's the movie I want to be. That movie. Even the it's, moon's afraid it's of me. All time, it's the perfect movie. <laughs> I forgot me, how much I forgot movie. how much I enjoyed it until I started watching it again. I'm able to like watch a movie or listen to something while I'm at work, and so I just put it on in the background while I was running around working. And I kept stopping because I would start to hear him monologuing, and it would wrap yeah. me in so well. And I'd just be like, "Oh my god, this is so good." <laughs> He's got so many great, so many great speeches. You know, yeah. think about how many great sort of speeches he has in that movie. <laughs> so uh, good. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, that's just, it, it's a gem. It's a masterpiece. It's that voice. Yeah, it's that voice. It's the movie that gave him a career, I'll tell you. Because you only see him at the last, like, 60 seconds. So it's the voice that did it, I'll tell you. 
so good. Hold on one second, guys. I'm looking right here. So next week, mm-hmm. for next week's yeah. movies, we're going to watch two. Uh, we're going to get into some Asian cinema. Mm. Nice. Uh, we're going to be watching our only Kurosawa film. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's called. It's kind of sad that it's the only one. I know, but it's a good one. It's called Ron. R A N. Ron. And then we from uh, that's that's our cinema from Japan and from Hong Kong. We'll be watching the early '80s classic Police Story. Police Story. Ooh. <laughs> How do you spell that last one? Police story. No, Ron. Ron. R A N as in nickel. Ran. It's Ran, but in uh, Japanese. Mm hmm. Kurosawa. So let me let me give you guys what's coming up in the next couple of weeks so you know, John, and I know I added a couple things here. So uh, just so you know. So uh, we're going to be, the following week will be after Ron and Police Story. Will be spies like us, okay, and Brazil. Yay, Brazil! I don't know that one. Oh, you're gonna love it. You are gonna love it, uh, Patrick. I think you'll like it the most. 1984. I'm looking. I'm not reading any synopsis. The following week will be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's one uh, specifically for Jake. That's a great one. And then another favorite, uh, Labyrinth. Coming up, David after, never seen. It. Coming oh, up after that, John. David Bowie. Oh, you're gonna love it, John. I know. How is it? I've never seen this movie. <laughs> you, I think you're. You know, you're gonna like it better than The Dark Crystal for sure. For sure, it's, it's much more of a. It's a. It's a much better movie. I feel. Uh, and then <clears throat> one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, we're gonna put two clunkers together. All right, we're gonna put two clunkers together. One clunker is very close to my heart because of the cast. Uh, we're going to put uh, a very prototypical 80s uh, comedy called Armed and Dangerous. That's going to be with uh, John Candy. Not a good movie. And? Not a good movie, but we're going to watch John Candy. And one of the worst movies ever made, Howard the Duck. Howard oh, the Duck. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> can you just buy that? <laughs> can, we, uh, can we take a second, rewind, and rate Star Trek 3? <clears throat> <laughs> we, we didn't rate it. Oh, that, you're <laughs> right. You're right. I'm sorry about that. Everybody, I'm going to make it up for you the week following. I'm going to make it up for you uh, the following week. I will make up. Oh, you know what? Uh, let's see. Oh, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, so, Armed and Dangerous and uh, Howard the Duck. John John is so upset right now. By the way, Armed and, Dang- Mar- Armed and Dangerous, yes. t- 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, start, uh, and then uh, Howard the Duck, 15. 15%. One five. It's going to be so hard to find a copy for John of Howard the Duck. It might not hey, be. Mario. Yes, sir. Instead of Howard the Duck, can I watch Hook? No. <laughs> no. All right. I have a soft spot for Howard the Duck because my brother, that was his guilty pleasure movie. My late brother had a, had a soft spot for Howard the Duck. So I kind of... Uh, I kind of have a soft spot for it, so we're, that's why we're going to do it in tribute to my to my brother. So I'm going to say that so that you w- you can't say anything bad about it, John. But I, but I want you to. I, I want you to hate this movie. All right, let's get everybody's ranking. Somebody just dropped out. Uh, 
Who was it? Was it Justine? I'm here. Oh, okay. No. Was it Handsome Dan? Was it Jake? It's Jake. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Jake's nope. out. I'm... Jake, come back. Come back. Jake. Okay, we'll get his rating later. <laughs> we'll get his rating. John, are you, you're not excited about Howard the Duck? You know why I don't like that movie. Why, why don't you like Be- it? Because because the comic was really good. Oh, this it is... It was well-written. It was... It was well drawn, and this is a terrible, terrible. John, this it, is this just really just, <laughs> just ruins it for you. Awful, John. This is a different animal. Well, it what it is is it it turns everybody off. Anybody who hadn't read the comic just thinks it's a piece of shit. It's yeah. if they saw the movie before they read the comic, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. It's like Conan, no. John. John, nobody's gonna. Patrick's already read the comic, right, Patrick? Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty there, but we're back on the same page. We're we're still reeling from the uh, from the news that we're going to be watching Howard the Duck. Yet I won't watch Hook. My hypocrisy <laughs> knows no bounds, everybody. Uh, Please be consistent. And I have not seen Howard the Duck in years. By the way, I don't remember it being well, good. <laughs> I've never seen it. I t- had a couple opportunities where I was scrolling through like Amazon Prime, and it was on there, and I was like, eh, maybe I'll watch it." And I just kept going. It's a notoriously horrible movie, but we—I f- feel like you know. Go ahead, it's John. Weird because it's the first movie. It's the first Marvel movie ever. I think. Maybe yeah. Was it? If you look, it's the first Marvel property being made into a movie. Of all the Marvel properties to pick to make a movie, they choose Howard the Duck. Well, John, I'm glad you're here. John, I'm really glad, honestly, because you'll be able to walk us through what the comic was like and what they were maybe going for. So I feel like we're this is going to be real, yeah. a real academic exercise. So, you know, we're always going to you do know, it with George. The, the key to this it is George Lucas. Captain America in 1979. Oh, there you go, John. Um, that was, no, that was not movie. that was a TV movie. Yeah. First theatrical release is Howard the Duck, 86. Wow, John. Wow. That's the year I was born, guys. I'm just a little Whoa. baby. Mm. I'm just a newborn. Were you a Muppet baby? <laughs> I was a little Muppet baby. Everything makes sense. <laughs> I was just a little glimmer in the eye. Guys, guys we are going to have a fantastic summer. With these '80s movies, you, there is so much I'm good stuff so coming happy. down. So there's so much Going coming down to the, the beach where I belong. So the only week that's going to be rough, and I might split it up. You know what we're going to do? Here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to split it up. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's. Do, we're going to do. We'll figure out when we get there. We'll, we'll probably do Howard the Duck with uh, a different movie, and then I'll split up the other two. So we're not watching two. Uh, because admittedly, Armed and Dangerous, not a good movie. I just have a soft spot for it because I mean, it was uh, John Candy and Eugene Levy. That's together. probably a good idea. If you don't want to piss us off in one week, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll split that's it up. You just get it all, just like you just get it, you rip it off like a bandage. Just get them all done in one week. That's true. I mean, it could be like our angriest episode. Well, John's going to have a bad week and a half because Star Trek Four is in there. Oh, God. Oh, I love you it. You know what? I'll tell you what. Star Trek Four compared to Howard the Duck is like Citizen Kane. Okay, maybe we'll pair. Maybe we'll pair Nicole's favorite. Maybe we'll pair those two. That is Nicole's favorite. Uh, but we do have a big week for Justine coming up in a few weeks. We've got Clint Eastwood in one of my favorite mm-hmm. roles in Heartbreak Ridge. So mm-hmm. we'll have yeah. to we'll have to figure that out somewhere. But uh, and then after that, guys, it's mostly 
We got a return of James Bond coming up. We got a couple of Schwarzenegger heavy hitters. We've got some Kubrick. We've got oh, you some. Mean that means predators coming. We've got some. Yes. We've got the golden age of Kevin Cosner coming up. James Bond. Uh, we've got all kinds. <laughs> Who's James Bond? Who is it? Don't you worry, little lady. Pierce Brosnan? Don't you Pierce worry. Brosnan? We are not watching any Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. That's the good that, one. That is my gear. I do not have anything against Halle Berry. <laughs> In the least do I have anything against Halle Berry. <laughs> Um, well, you'd like to have something against Wait, if I told you you had a nice body, would you hold it against me, Halle Berry? Also, please don't call your security guard over here. Um, <laughs> let, uh, let's rank Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, <laughs> which we have not done as of Man, yet. Man, what did we say again? <laughs> uh, let's go. Justine, what did you give uh, Star Trek Three: The Search? Four. Um, I give it a four because I didn't quite feel anything for it. Okay, so you you were Vulcan about the whole thing, no feelings whatsoever. No feelings. Yes, exactly. Right. She felt the movie was illogical. Hey, how you doing? Fascinating. How you doing, Sarek? Um, Patrick. Uh, six. Six. Is it a six? Yeah, I feel okay about a six. Okay, that's that's not bad. On par with Kittison, uh, Kittison Kane, Kittison Kane, Citizen Kane for for Justine. Um, Let's see, Jake. Jake, I'm going to split the difference, and we'll call that a five. You're going to go five, fiver, fiver. Mm -hmm. Okay, John Sandy. I give it a seven. Gives it a seven. All right. That's not bad. Oh. I'm going to go 6.5. 6.5 for me. Dude, we're just ran the gamut there. 6.5. Yeah, man. Mama. <laughs> yeah, mama. Well, get excited oh, about next week, guys, because you're going to be reading a lot of subtitles. So uh, I love subtitles. Yeah. We're going to be watching. Uh, you're going to be loving it. You're going to be loving it. So. The only way I like to read uh, would it, would, would have been <laughs> this would have been a double feature. We would have, these are the double features we would have had. We would have had Labyrinth with Big Trouble in Little China, but we already watched oh, Big Trouble yeah. in Little China. That and would we, have been a good mix. And we would have had Howard the Duck with Aliens. Would have Again, been good mix. Would have been another one. And then we would have had uh, La Bamba and uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles would have been a double feature. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of funny that we took some of these out of order. But, yeah, a lot of great movies coming up. You guys are going to love it. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, even when we watch the bad ones, you know, we still – it's still a nice, nice to be together. We have fun. We have fun. Yeah. What if we love – nice when – what it's if, nice when someone like really hates a movie. Like when they hate it passionately, it's so much fun. Well, you know what's you know what's funny? There are certain movies that I feel like we need to like there's a couple of movies that we've missed in the eighties that I'm almost tempted to go back and say, We should watch this because, you know, it's an important movie or you know, we didn't touch on it, but you know, um th- and there's a couple I can think of. I'm not gonna name them yet because we might end up going back. But like Terminator was something that I was like, you know what, we need to watch Terminator. Um, yeah. Because it kind of launched, it gives you context for what you couldn't have, if you would have just watched Commando out of context, you would have been like, who is this guy and why is he in this movie? Um, but, you know, you get to see the, the birth of the Schwarzenegger and then you get to go, or, you know, the, the birth of him as an action star and then you get to see the progression. So the 80s need some context more than other decades, I feel like. 
Yeah, I'm so excited for Jingle All the Way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you introduced him so that way we can get to that point. We are not watching Jingle All the Way. No? No. No? No? Are you surprised by that? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that we were all leading to this point. It was all leading up to Kindergarten Cop. Guys, uh, real quick. It's It's not a tumor. Guys, it's just it's not a tumor. It's a tumor. Just so you know, they were horrible. I want you guys to know, <laughs> and this is important. My battery on my phone, sixty nine percent, up top. Nice. High five. Hey-oh. High five. Hey yo. Yay! All right, guys. So that's it for this week. Nice. Good show this week, guys. Lots of energy. I feel like we really okay, brought the okay. energy today. Maybe we I had sh- a couple margaritas. Apparently, yeah. drinking helps. I had a whiskey sour. So. There you go. It's summer now, so we might as well just drink while we podcast. No, yeah, we're not. It's, we're not dr- the summertime. We're not driving anywhere. What the hell? I yep. think next week I'm going to do it by the pool. Oh, there you go. All right, well, that's a good idea. And then what are you going to do when we podcast? Hello. Live stream. Woo! Justine did that before the show. Hey! Whoa! Oh my god, I love you guys. Well, it's great. It was beautiful talking to you again, guys. I miss you so much. Uh, let's let's talk about it. And uh, once again, I've taken notes and then I doodle on the notes. And I can't remember where I need to edit, and then so I gotta <laughs> end up going back to listen to the whole show again. And you need to doodle. You need to doodle. I do. Where you edit? This is what I've, I've written. This is, here's my doodle pad. I have a little face in the corner, and then it says John's aunt, and then it says Star Trek with a circle around it, and like points coming off of it. And there's like little concentric circles. You're bubble mapping. And then on the other side, I literally wrote, "You Klingon bastards! You killed my son." <laughs> Klingon bastard. No, he doesn't like this. Son. No, he doesn't do it no. that enthusiastic. No, he's like you. Klingon bastards killed my son. Exactly, exactly. Less yeah. <laughs> emotion. The one he does enthusiastically is I have had enough of you. Oh, so good. <laughs> like I want, I want somebody to remix all of his lines from this movie sure into a music, into sure a song. Okay. I have had enough of you. I feel like it's it's either Eric of Aragon can do that or Michael Bagford can do they, they have yeah. access to some kind of maybe Hob somebody, the, somebody, maybe Hob somebody the Troll. Music. You Klingon bastards, you killed my son. And then the bass Mix drops. it with uh, Blue Monday. There you go. Or raindrops <laughs> Klingons keep falling on my head. Klingons keep killing my son. That's your homework, listeners. All right, guys. Yeah, get on it. All right, we love you guys. Until next week, for John, for for I almost said for John for Sandy, but uh, congratulations to Sandy again for John. I know for Patrick, for Jake, for the lovely Justine, and for myself. We say, stay healthy. Fight the power. power. This transmission ends now.
And this is why we record. Oh, All that's the, the name of my tiki bar. Oh, so bad. <laughs> it's like walking, walking up to somebody and trying to tell me to go to the bathroom really bad and go, man, my peck peck is dripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good. I'm gonna make a cocktail and name it that. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> yeah, you want a wet pet? Your Filipino customers will be like, oh. <laughs>